0: but the chop A spy. How dare you?: Hello everybody, and welcome to episode 211 of the Weird Science Marvel Comics podcast, where this is kind of a throwback to the spotlight days, because this is going to be a spotlight episode where I talk about one book, which will be Black Widow Number One. It is because Brandon could not join me, and this kind of was just something I thought, well, we'll we'll deal with something that comes out this week for a change. Now, before we go on, I usually tell you where you can find us. I will just mention one place. That is the Patreon, patreon.com slash weirdscience, where you can go and support us for all we do. And it is the beginning of September, so if you go over right now, Join up at whatever level you want, you will not be charged right away, and in fact, will not be charged unless you want to carry on into October. If you quit before October, you'll never be charged. It is a free trial, you can sample all of the podcasts we do in August. We ended up having 53 exclusive podcast episodes on the patreon and that actually is down because i ended up having a bunch of days that were wiped out when my basement got flooded in the beginning of august so usually we get about 65 to 70 shows a month that range from comic book stuff dc marvel specifically we also do manga podcast we also have a pop culture podcast we do a bunch of different things that i hope that people would find something to like and i did end up you know kind of mentioning this last month kind of begging saying hey can you please give us some support with the marvel side of things and we got a little not much and it kind of depressed me and because of that i ended up talking to some people who have Patrons that have a lot more people supporting them than what we have. And I asked them, you know, what do you think is going on? Well, what do you think is wrong? Basically they said you put too much on the regular feed, especially with this Marvel podcast. You have sometimes three episodes a week. Nobody's going to then sign up for the Patreon. I said, Well, I thought maybe people would support us for those. And they're like, Nobody's gonna support you for stuff that you give them for free. You need to take those other episodes off the feed, meaning the specifically the X-Men show. And I contemplated it. I I was depressed. I run hot and cold, you know. And so thinking about it, I was like, well, if if that's what they say got them all that. So doing this episode here, boy, this is probably my twentieth time I've recorded this intro. And almost all the others were me saying, Yep, that's it. The the Marvel podcast is now on the Patreon sorry, cyan artist sucker, and it never felt right. It feels weird putting that on there, and so I'm not going to do that just yet. I'm not going to go that route just yet. Hopefully, people will get inspired though to go over and support us, and it's not going to make me rich. I end up having to divide the money up. it doesn't even all go to me, so it's not a thing but it's just encouragement that I know that people are enjoying it enough to support us for what we do. Yeah, it does pay for some of the bills surrounding this podcast, but that's nothing that is nor here nor there. The podcast still goes on whether or not we get that, but the whole idea of just kind of getting some support for the work that we already did, trying to prove these other people wrong that I said, no, people are good people. They end up supporting things that they like and they're like you're so stupid they don't support anything that you will just give them for free so we'll see we'll see how it goes you guys can prove them wrong you can but if you go again to patreon.com weird science right now you will not be charged right away we'll never do that that's another thing they say to do but i i refuse to do that i want people to listen to things first so that they know that it is worth it to them But go over and check it out And again leave by October And it's a free trial Yeah I might get upset but that that's not any sort of deal That's your prerogative Just like Bobby Brown sang But we're going to go into this book And it is Black Widow number one It's something that I think Brandon will enjoy I was ending up I was going to do an X-Men show tonight But I ended up trying to get all these things together And I decided nope I'm going to go with Black Widow it's a shame that Brandon will not be talking to me about it, but I'm sure he'll join me at issue number two. But this is a book that got delayed because of the whole COVID deal ended up was going to come out. We were going to get the movie, all these Black Widow things. It was going to be a celebration. It was going to be, but it never ended up happening until now because of the COVID. Damn you, COVID. Now we get it. And I enjoyed it. Written by Kelly Thompson, art by Ilana Casagrande, colors by Jordy Belair, letters by VCs Corey Pettit. Trained to be the world's greatest spy from childhood, Natasha Romanoff is an ex-KGB assassin, an ex-agent of S.H.I.E.L.D. and a sometimes Avenger. Throughout a long life of very little love and a lot of hate, the widow has never known peace until now. She's going to rest in pieces, she is. This is the ties that bind part one. And when you jump into this, you end up starting out with a very cinematic cold open I could see this being a start of a movie or a TV show. But one of the first things that you're going to notice, at least I did, is Elena Casagrande's art, which is awesome. I love Elena Casagrande's art. I'm a fanboy with it. But also because of this being a Black Widow book, it does give me a little feel of the Chris Samney art that we ended up having in the Mark Wade run, The Shield's Most Dangerous Deal. And I thought that was really cool. As well and there's a lot of Callbacks to a bunch of things You end up having Hawkeye And Winter Soldier being involved Which have been involved and Winter Soldier Especially having a little romance Earlier in some other Runs of Black Widow So you start off where she is in Manhattan she's got a trench coat on She's got her glasses there up in her hair Like a fancy lady and She ends up saying Into a calm Nearly there and then you end up getting the other voice. No wet works, Black Widow. I need it clean. She says no problem as she takes off both the the, the trench coat she's wearing. And you, usually when people take off a trench coat, it's not a good thing. This is a good thing because she has the Black Widow suit underneath. But also she like rips it off almost like it's like tearaway pants that either if you have those, you're in the NBA or a male stripper both of which are pretty cool, but she ends up taking those off, and then, boom, it's a fight. She gets out of the elevator, starts just kicking butt, also takes off her boots, by the way, so that she can fight barefoot and fancy-free, and ends up just going through a bunch of guys. Just And it's a cool spread page, all mainly in red with her, but also there with little bubbles of... Hey, you should realize this is Hawkeye. You see him not, notching an arrow He's going to shoot it. As he shoots it, you end up having Nat still fighting, fighting, fighting. Gets to the end of the hallway where there's a door. As she says, I'm here, blow it. And the arrow's already there and blows up the door. Hawkeye's that good, but also well in tune. And I think that it shows that. It shows that Hawkeye and her, they're in tune, even though at this point Hawkeye's pretty pissed off and doesn't like that. But it'll tie in to a little bit later on why you kind of get this idea of them you know, being a well-oiled machine because they are fond of each other. And that's why you're going to have Hawkeye and then Winter Soldier go to try to find her. Well, why would they have to find her? Well, we're going to find out. But she gets into this room and ends up, we don't know what she is after. She's obviously talking to somebody on the comm. Obviously, Hawkeye is on the scene as well. But she says, okay, where would it be? It's probably somewhere subtle. Nope, it's in the safe in the corner. She goes, blows the safe and pulls out what you can kind of see right away is a hard drive. Ends up then going to the window, opens the window, goes out the window. She's on the ledge and says, okay, hey, Hawkeye, I'm right. Boom. You end up with an arrow with rope that connects the building to that she's on the ledge to, to across. The way where there is another building that she swings down to. And when she gets there, of course, she does the tuck and roll. And then we see who this mission is from and who it's all about. It is Captain America. Steve comes out and says, all right, really good. You got the drive. All right. That was cool. You know, I, I went and I called you because this was one of those, you know, leave no trace type of things. So that's good that you got involved. And thanks a lot. She's like, "What's on the drive? You know what? What's going on with that?" And he's like, "Yeah, I, I don't really know, but if my sources, if if they're right, it's something pretty big. But it's going to take a bit to find out. But we'll find out. Thanks a lot. It's just like good old days, and the like were there good old days? I mean, they were days, but were they good old days? And you end up having Steve kind of talking and then turning around, and that's gone. Black Widow has disappeared, a la Batman, where he says." hate when she does that but she says in a narration as she's leaving he loves it but she goes home she's going home to her apartment and i like the whole deal here i like the kind of sing-song narration where she's like home again home again and somebody's in my home again because as she gets to her apartment she sees up way up the lights on and there's something going on Now whoever's in there isn't so smart That they end up leaving that light on But you end up having that go up To her floor She's walking down the hallway And then the cool deal That kind of in my mind Even makes it like an old school classic deal Where there is a light fixture And she reaches up and undoes the light bulb So that everything's dark She gets to her door And even says This is kind of the classic deal you know, a lot of gadgets and high-tech stuff, that, that's fine for, you know, most people. Sometimes you got to go to the classics, and a classic spy deal is to put tape across your door from the door to the frame. Also put a strand of hair in there, and if it is broken, that means somebody has opened your door when they shouldn't. And she looks, and in a cool deal where you get the progression flashlight. Shine it there. And then a close up. It is broken. The tape is broken. She says, damn it. Somebody's in my apartment. And that's a big problem. But how large a problem? Well, let's go find out. And she goes over down the hall and there is a window at the end of the hall that she opens. Again, she takes her coat off that she had on again. She goes out on the ledge and then shimmies down to her apartment, to the window. Now, this is the one thing that kind of threw me, and it's one of the only things that I didn't like about this issue is Black Widow's smart. She's a spy. She ended up not going in that door, right, because somebody's in the apartment. But when she shimmies down to the window, she just opens it and climbs in. In my mind, she might as well just went in the door, went in the door, guns a But she ends up trying to sneak and ends up getting hit with three darts in the neck that knocks her out as she is passing out. She's also falling from this very high New York building into the New York street below a la Hans Gruber. Looks just like it. I mean, Hans is in big trouble. So is Black Widow. So is she going to live? Is she going to die? Thor going to fly in and grab her? Who knows? Because we end up moving from New York in the to three months later in San Francisco, where we are just thrown in. A lot of the stuff is this whole you know, I say a cold open, but it's also a cold middle and a cold third act as well until we start to kind of see something going on, but yet the big mystery will still remain of what did Cap have her get? How did that lead to what's going on and what happened? How did she get saved and really what is going on and what does she know? What doesn't she know? Because we go to San Francisco to a giant skyscraper that's being built and you end up having a bunch of the workers and the engineers and architects way, way up. They're like on the eight millionth floor where they're looking at the blueprints to try to figure out. These adjustments that they're doing, these new plans that they're doing that seemingly have to do with the fire access and things like that. So they end up, I don't know, you know, whatever. And that's where Nat shows up like she's Mike Brady with a bunch of blueprints and also ends up bringing coffee. And one of the things that you have to see with this, the coffee is in one of those you know, cardboard coffee holders. So she ends up giving coffee to these other guys, these four guys, and she has hers in her hand. And hey, you know, let's talk about this. They end up going through the plans. And I do think that old Nat, she she is working flex hours because I think she shows up at this job for maybe a minute and then says, I'll see you on Friday. I mean, I need these hours, right? But while she's doing that, because they're up high up there, You end up having a wind come and it kicks that cardboard cup holder out and it's going to go over the ledge into the street into San Francisco. Well, she runs after it with cat-like reflexes, grabs it as it's going over the ledge, ends up reaching out, pulling herself back, probably does three pirouettes and a bow, and then ends up saying, I saved the day, guys. And they're like, yeah, from from litter? Yes. And – This is the first hint of the idea of somebody who possibly has their brain scrambled, their brainwashed deal, but still is using the reflexes and things that they had being raised in the red room and being a world class assassin. And so she ends up getting that and they're like, what the hell was that? Now, in a funny thing, you end up with this main guy saying, hey, Nat. You got to put on your hard hat. And she's like, you really think I'm going to wear a hat like that? I don't wear hats like that. Go to heck. I'll see you on Friday. Like I said, flex time. She goes out, goes down below. And as she's walking down the street, she ends up seeing a motorcycle that is pretty much tailor-made for Black Widow. I mean, this is a black and red kick-butt motorcycle. And she, she does notice. And she's like, Oh, my God. Well, while this is going on, she's talking on the phone to somebody that we don't know. And it's like, yeah, yeah, I'll be home. I'll be home in a minute. Yep. It all went well. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I'm in no mood to cook. Can I get Chinese on the way? All right. That'd be awesome. I love you. And you're like, who the heck she talking to? In the meantime, she ends up staring at this motorcycle. Well, the other point of the scene is that she actually walks. Behind a newscast that's going on You have a newscaster doing the whole report Here I am in the heart of San Francisco Where cities across the U.S. including landmark buildings behind me Are having all this, you know, doing this whole news report And as she walks through the scene there You end up having back in New York City In his apartment, Hawkeye seeing, you know, Black Widow Seeing Natasha there Ends up freezing He pauses the the whole news report He's got a crazy DVR And it's funny too Because I, I'm really assuming that DVR Is the one that he had set up In the Matt Fraction run That David Aha and him did Back in 2012 In issue number 6 The You know, six days of Hawkeye, I believe. That is an issue that actually, as a throwback deal, I ended up doing on the Patreon last month, and it was a really good issue. I'm just assuming that this is the whole DVR and thing set up where he's not watching Dog Cop anymore. That's done. Now he's just watching the news, but he sees Natasha, and he ends up freezing it. Freeze frame, boom. And then calls up Bucky. Bucky, I, I just saw... Natasha, she was on the news. But before you could do that, Bucky hangs up. You end up getting a call from Hawkeye, and you end up having Bucky, I'm busy, hangs up. So he ends up taking a screenshot. He ends up taking a photo of the screen, sends it to Bucky, and then sits there. Five, four, three, two, one. The phone rings. That's Natasha. Yep, I know it is. That's why I tried to get a hold of you, jerk, and you hung up on me. I don't know what's going on. When was the last time, and this is Hawkeye, when was the last time you talked to her? And it's been a while. It's been months since they did talk to her, pretty much the three months in my mind. And, and they're busy guys. They you, know, you can't pinpoint the exact day, but they know it's been a couple months, probably, or has to be since that day that she ended up doing that deal with Hawkeye. And then ended up getting shot with the tranquilizers and fell. So they haven't seen her. And this is where I think that Kelly Thompson does a clever thing because of the idea where Natasha, Black Widow, not being seen by anybody, even her friends, even her coworkers, Avengers, whatever. If you don't see Natasha for seven months, that, that is nothing – you know, it's not peculiar. That isn't anything surprising. That would not send up a red flag because she does that. She disappears. They even say she always does. She always disappears. The thing that Bucky says, though, is that, yeah, she's not undercover. So seeing her there and what do you mean? How do you know that? And, And Bucky says, and it makes sense. No way in hell if you ended up having Natasha undercover, would she ever, ever just walk through a random news coverage this would blow her cover it would say where she all of these that's nothing that a black widow undercover would do but yet she doesn't seem to be getting a hold of us so what's going on there's the red flag that goes and you do end up then having hawkeye say you know, well, we're going to have to go find her then. And I know where she is because they they say San Francisco in that news report. And even Bucky says, like, oh, man, didn't we just do this? And like, yeah, yeah, but this is different. We know where she is now. So they are going to go off. Well, we go off to San Francisco where you end up then having Nat get on that motorcycle. And at this point, you don't know if she stole it, but it seems that she's got some moolah. Whatever she's doing, she's got... Some funds and she has bought this motorcycle puts on the helmet goes off ends up seemingly going to get the Chinese going all of this and when she does go and get home to what appears to be her house there's a guy waiting all of these things are the mystery here and the guy's like oh man what took you so long she's like and and loves the motorcycle like that looks kick ass I didn't know that you know how to ride a motorcycle and this is the thing this is where it all starts to really Kind of not the pieces put together because we still need a lot of pieces in this puzzle, but it starts to get a little bit sketchy and, and the mystery, uh, you know, gets a little more exciting where this guy's like, whoa, uh, you know, that's a gorgeous motorcycle. I didn't know you could ride a motorcycle. And she says, I didn't actually know myself so her her memory's gone i mean the, unless she is undercover undercover as some like this may be a twist on a twist but the idea it starts being total recall to me and now i need a guy in a hard hat saying i told you not to go to recall pal and then all of a sudden arnold's there and sharon stone's beating the car oh, It'd be awesome i love total recall but she ends up hey I ended up getting the Chinese, but, you know, driving around on a motorcycle at the high speeds I was going. It got cold. I'm sorry. And this guy's like, oh, you're going to have to be punished. And she's like, give me your worst. And they start making out. She jumps on, straddles them. They start making out. Well, now we pull away and we see that Arcade is watching all of this on a video screen, but also a video screen that has like seven other Silhouettes which seem to be All of this conglomerate that is Involved in this that we don't know And ends up saying day 47 All is well and boring And before I ask this question again Hopefully for the last time let me remind You that my name Is Arcade and that still Means something to people I got a rep to Protect I'm like you you barely have a rep To protect buddy (laughs) you're Arcade I mean really and then he says so back To the question at hand when can we Kill Black Widow that's how it ends. I think it's a great issue. I really do. I'm going to give it a nine out of 10. The only thing, like, and I gave it a nine five on that. Screw it. I'm going nine five. The only thing that I really had problems with is the idea that she just went willy nilly through that window. But other than that, I did have some other people who are reviewing this and got a hold of me and said, Yeah, I, I think it's too quick, or I don't think arcade's a threat. Like something. And I'm like, Well, first off, it's not just arcade you've got a bunch of people it looks like are involved. one of them looks like Craven. I'm telling you it looks like he's got the Craven thing on, but all of this going on, I think that I like it because it's so fast paced. I loved it because you are just flying through it. It is very cinematic and it feels like this could have been the start of a really cool you know Marvel television show, even if not a movie, but because you continue on each deal, it felt like an episode of a black widow tv show that i think i'd be really into i think it'd be really cool setting up this mystery and the mystery again is it that natasha wants to just disappear and be a normal person it kind of says that at the beginning in the recap but it does seem like she has lost her memory and she has been reprogrammed to be here now why is she here and why aren't they killing her? arcade just wants when are we going to get to kill her Obviously, somebody else is more in charge and they want something. Are they trying to make it so that she can reveal where that hard drive is or what that hard drive was? Or maybe that's it. You know, so all of these things going on, I think, are pretty cool. I think they're pretty damn cool and something that I want to keep reading. I do love Black Widow, and I think that this is a great start for what could be a really, really fun Action pack series kind of something that I need Everything can't be Hickman X-Men people You you can't have everything blow your mind Because it's doing this and that And this is just Pure out fun comics And I like that as well If not more sometimes than something That blows my mind I don't have a lot of mind to blow anymore So really please I'm a dummy I like this So 9.5 out of 10 I love the art too it's a callback to a bunch of different things. It, it really is. It even even Hawkeye himself kind of has the Elena Casagrande look, but kind of a little homage, too, to the AHA art of that Hawkeye series as well, especially with the Band-Aid across his nose and stuff. It's pretty cool. But, hey, thanks, everybody, for listening. Like I said, for now on, at least for now, I meant to say, uh, everything will go as scheduled. As we already had all those things, so coming up I will have an X-Men episode, but I do, you know, kind of beg you to kind of check out our Patreon Just give us a little, I say us, I mean me, I I do most of the stuff Marvel-wise on the Patreon, and sometimes I do need a little encouragement, sometimes I do need to realize you know hey people really do like this and then be nice so hey if you want to be nice you can do that but I'm not going to ramble on I'm telling you even even if you want to know behind the scenes it is now 2 a.m that I'm doing this and I'm tired and I'm falling asleep and I'm getting goofy and so maybe that will inspire you like oh man he's up till 2 a.m doing this one thing yes I am because I like to do it, and I like people to listen, but I'd like you to listen to everything, but that's that. I'm not going to beg anymore. I ain't too proud to beg, but I'm not going to beg anymore because I'm going to go. I'm going to go to bed, but thanks, everybody, for listening to this. I'll be back in a couple days with an X-Men episode with a bunch of issues, so I will talk to you then.